How's it going, guys? H.U. Capper here, and welcome to episode number one of the Soccer's Best Bets podcast. I'm looking to make this a weekly series, hopefully released between Wednesday and Friday of every week, where I kind of take y'all through the Saturday and Sunday soccer action and give you all my best bets and my reasonings behind them. I've been doing this on Twitter for a couple weeks, and I've been doing the write-ups, but I just figured a podcast would be easier, kind of both for me as well as you all, to kind of hear my thoughts and my reasonings on the games. And so, first of all, before we get into it, just a couple things to mention. Um, if you need like a reliable soccer book, I use Heritage, but also Bovada is, is very good as well. Um, Heritage has just plenty of soccer markets, a, a little bit more than what Bovada has. So I recommend Heritage definitely. But if you have a Bovada account already, that works. They have plenty of soccer options as well. Uh, second, for this podcast, I'm going to try and stick to like major European leagues, so France, England, Italy, Spain, Germany. I'm going to try and stick to those, but I'll probably also venture out to like Belgium and like Holland as well. Um, I'd love to cap Nicaragua on here, but I know a lot of people on Twitter don't get that on their book, and so that's why I'm going to try and stick to plays that the majority of people on Twitter actually do have. And so, and finally, um, this will probably be going out late Friday afternoon slash Friday evening. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on anything betting or how to improve the podcast, uh, any feedback is definitely appreciated. This is the first one I've ever done, so I'm kind of getting in the swing of things. So any constructive criticism or feedback about betting or the podcast is definitely accepted and welcome. And I guess without further ado, we'll go ahead and hop into it. And so usually I try and do three plays for Saturday and then three plays for Sunday, but I'm kind of trying to steer away from like the minimum requirement and just pick my favorite plays. And so this weekend we actually have three plays. We've got one on Saturday and then two on Sunday. And the play on Saturday that I'm looking at is going to be the Manchester United and Everton over. I know Bovada has it at over 2.5 minus 140. But I'm actually going to take the Heritage line at over 2.75, minus 109. I just I think that's a better value than the minus 140 juice, so I'm just going to stick with over 2.75. And in terms of Everton, you know, they've kind of really surprised the league this year. They've kind of – I don't think many people thought they would be near the top of the league at this point in time. They found themselves fourth after seven games. They've scored 15 and conceded 11 in seven games, so that's an average of almost four goals per game. And, you know, one reason that I'm – one thing that brought me to this game, like one of the biggest points that kind of drew me into an over here was that the return of Hemis Rodriguez, you know, he's been one of the best players in the Premier League this season. He's definitely – definitely revitalized Everton into a team to be taken seriously. And when you look at his stats, he's scored three and assisted three in seven games, so he almost has one goal contribution per game. And as well as Hemis Rodriguez, when you look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton, he's the joint leading goal scorer. Uh, he won Player of the Month for September, I believe. And so he's him. The combination of him and Hemis Rodriguez for Everton has just been extremely, extremely impressive. You know, they've they've kind of carried them, carried their attack in a sense. But like I said, I think this is a really good spot for an over here. Um, when we look at some some more more detailed statistics, I think it just shows the quality that Everton has and like the quality that they possess up front specifically. When we look at their offensive statistics, when we look at their shots per game, you know, they average 12.1 shots per game. And we look at their shots on target per game, that's 4.7, which is averaging the league, but still, that's still enough to create plenty of chances. We look at this at home, it drastically changes. You know, they're up, they're at fifth in the league for shots on target per game, um, 
with six per game, and that's fifth best in the league. So that'll be plenty of chances for them. And when you look at their total shots per game, not shots on target, but just total, they're at seventh with 13 shots per game. So at home, I know it's a very small sample size, but they still have had plenty of changes to create. And I think with a player like James Rodriguez quality who finds himself back in the lineup, it will definitely bolster their attack. Because when you look at the last couple games, you know, last game against Newcastle, no James Rodriguez, and, you know, they lost. And I think part of that comes down to they just lacked his creativity. And, you know, uh, they should be beating a team like Newcastle, but they ended up scoring in the 91st minute. So I think he's been very, very key to their season. And I think he continue he will continue to be um, as the season goes on. But when you look at their defending, however, they've really struggled. You know, they haven't kept a clean sheet since the very first game of the season against Tottenham uh, away. Since then, they have they've conceded they conceded every single game. You know, they conceded two against Newcastle, two against Southampton, two against Liverpool, two against Brighton. And I think a team like United, who have the the quality of Rashford and Martial and Greenwood, I think United will definitely get on the score sheet here. But I think that Everton's attack is is too strong to you know keep them out of the game. And so I guess we'll talk about United now. When you look at United, you know, this is a must-win game for them. They just come off the back of a defeat midweek in the Champions League. And I think there's a lot of pressure starting to build on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the Manchester United job. You know, I think people are tra- starting to call for him to be sacked. And I think this is a must-win game. When you look at them in the table, they sit at 15th with seven points out of six games, scored nine and conceded 13. And a team like Manchester United's quality should not be in 15th place after six games. You know, you'd expect them to be competing for the league or at worst top four. And so this is a must-win game for them. And that's this is an angle that I really like. You know, coming off the back of a defeat midweek, I think that this like they need to get points. I think anything less than a win could possibly see all against Solskjaer sacked. So I think he'll do anything he can to get some points. Uh, when you kind of go into the specific stats, we'll look at the offensive again. Uh, away from home, Manchester United, shots per game, they rank second in the league at 17.5. Shots on target per game away, they rank first in the league at 8.5. So away from home, they kind of have more of an attacking mentality. I mean, if, if you've seen their home form this season, it hasn't been great. They lost 6-1 to Spurs at home. They drew 0-0 Chelsea at home. They just really struggled at home. They lost to Arsenal 1-0 as well, so... They're, it's weird because most teams you suspect to be stronger at home than away, but they've actually been the complete opposite. They've looked very impressive on the road this season, and that's back to Valley stats, you know, 8.5 shots of target per game away from home. They have uh, the who score that I'm looking at. They do a rating out of 10, and they have the third best rating. They have a 7.05 rating away from home in terms of offensive statistics. So I think this is a great spot for an over, and like I said, uh, it's similar to Everton. They have a great attack, but they also struggle on the defensive side of the ball. Um, this is a problem that Everton's had over the past couple months. You know, they have, like I said, they haven't kept a clean sheet since the very first game of the season. When we look at United, they allow 12.3 shots per game. That's top 10 worst in the league. When we change this to the away on their away form, they have allowed 12.5 shots per game. That's six worse in the league. So I think there will be plenty of chances here, and that's why I'm kind of surprised this line is as low as it is. I would have had it at three personally, but I think at 2.75, it's a steal almost. Um, when you look at the weather, uh, the weather in Liverpool is going to be great tomorrow, perfect, perfect for an over here. So I'm taking the over 2.75 in Everton and Manchester United at minus 109. So that's the only game I have for Saturday. Uh, next up, I'm actually going to move to Italy on Sunday. 
and I'm going to take the over between Lazio and Juventus. I think this is a really good spot. You know, Lazio, they've kind of been unfortunate recently, and they got hit by a major COVID outbreak. And I thought this would hinder them, but they've actually been looking extremely well. You know, they were without their best player, Chiro Mobile, who's one of the best strikers in all of world football. They were without him the past couple of games, but they've still managed to hold their own. You know, they last weekend, uh, when the first game without all of these all these players, they won 4-3 against Torino. That was a thriller when they scored two in extra time. And then they went away midweek to Zenit St. Petersburg in the Champions League, which is never an easy task, and they pulled out a 1-1 draw. And so I think if they're doing this without their best players, I can only imagine what they'll do with their best players. You know, like they haven't lost a game in almost a month, and that was a 3-0 defeat at Sampdoria. And so I think this is a great spot. When you look at like the face statistics at home, Lazio has scored four and conceded six in three games. And when you look at their overall form at the moment, they've scored eight and conceded 12 in five games. So it, their games have been wide open recently. Like I said, the trainer game, 4-3. Game, they've played a 2-1 against Bologna, a 3-1 against Dortmund, a 3-0 loss against Sampdoria. So their games are kind of all over the place. Like they have, they're very attacking, and I think this is a great spot for an over here, seeing as they're getting their best attacker back. Uh, when we dive into the, the deeper statistics, we look at, I'll start with the offensive side of the ball. Uh, offensive, you know, they rank... They rank 10th best in the league at shots per game, which is quite average. But like I said, some of these games have been without their best attackers. Look at shots on target per game. They rank, they have an average of four shots on target per game. When you change this to the home form, let's see how they are at home. Shots per game at home, they, they rank 13th with 12, but the shots on target does go up to 4.3, which is about middle of the pack. When you look at the defensive side of the ball, like I said, they have been struggling as of recent to keep clean sheets. I think this is partly in down to what they're attacking minded football as well as the COVID outbreak, which has seen a variety of their players not been able to play. We look at shots per game, you know, they allow twelve point five shots per game, which is a substantial margin. And we look at the fouls per game, which is can lead to penalties and free close free kicks. They do allow thirteen fouls per game. So we change this in the home form for the defensive shots per game. You know, they allow 14.3 shots per game, which is the fourth most in the league. So with a team like Juventus' quality, I expect this to continue with people like Ronaldo and Morata able to get these shots away. And we look at their fouls per game at home. This increases to 14.7. So I think this will allow for a lot more opportunities and a lot more goals to come this way. Uh, in terms of Juventus, they've uh, – it's – kind of strange to see how Juventus has shifted you know they used to be very defense-minded when you thought of Juventus and like Italian football in general you thought very defense first but like it's kind of I think since the arrival of Ronaldo you've kind of seen this shift into more of like an attack-minded brand of football and this is kind of backed up by the, the results of the recently you know they won 4-1 away in a Champions League midweek and then 4-1 against Spezzi on the weekend they lost 2-0 to Barcelona but like as I said like these matches have just been Fairly high scoring. And when you look at their total form recently, they've scored 11 and conceded 5 in the last 5 games. And overall this season, they've scored 14 and conceded 5 in 6 total games. So it's an average of almost of almost over 3 goals a game this season in the Serie A. And like I said, I think having Ronaldo back, he came back from the, from COVID a couple games ago. I think this is a crucial, crucial spot here for an over. You know, he's arguably the best player in world football. And so I think with him back, it, he could score three by himself. 
And so that's that's one reason I'm taking the over. When you look at Juventus's statistics on offense, you know, they average 21 shots per game, which is second most in the league. And shots on target per game, they rank fifth with seven. So like I said, even without Ronaldo, they've been able to create plenty of chances. But I think even adding Ronaldo back into the mix, this will just allow them to just go at this Napoli defense who is still recovering from a COVID outbreak. Um, however, like I said, like Juventus has kind of shifted their their focus now seems to be on offense and they've found themselves conceding more and more goals over the years. And so when you look at the defensive side of the ball, you know, shots per game, they're allowing 10.5 and fouls per game and they are allowing 14.5. So they're one, they that are a team that often foul their opponents, which like I said, can lead to penalty kicks and close free kicks in the box. And when you, when you move this towards the away, see how Juventus perform away, they allow a total of 12.3 shots per game, which is about average in the league, and their fouls go to 10. So it drops a little bit, but like I said, with Napoli getting back Chiro Mobile, I think this is a huge, a huge factor in this. I think that they will continue to be able to score as they've only been shut out once at home this entire season, and as Juventus have, have not kept a single clean sheet in the league away from home this season. So I think this is a good spot for an over. I know Bovada has it at over three minus one hundred five. Um, if you want, you can probably find some two point seven fives for some maybe one minus one forties if you want to pay the juice. But I am taking the over three in the minus in the Lazio Juventus game at minus one hundred five. And for the last and final play today, I'm actually moving to Belgium. I know I said I'm going to try and stick to the major European leagues, but this is a play that I really like. So similarly to Juventus and also Manchester United, they both played midweek and find themselves coming back to play away from home. So there's flights and fatigue and possibly some squad rotation. So that's why I'm taking the overs. And this is another spot that I really like. It's a Club Bruges and Oostend. I'm actually leaning this over as well because as, as stated for Manchester United and Juventus, Club Bruges actually just played a massive, massive game uh, midweek against Borussia Dortmund. They did lose 3-0, but I think that this is a really good spot for an over here. I'm taking the over three at minus 120. And so Ustin, you know, they found themselves performing really well at home. They scored 12 goals and only conceded five in five home games this year. When you look at at their defending, they have kept two clean sheets at home, but when you look at their uh, the quality of the opponent, that's why it doesn't really concern me because Club Bruges, they have the second-best home form in the league, and Usain has kept a clean sheet at home against Wargerim and Muscron, and they happen to be two of the three worst away teams in the Belgian league as Muscron has only scored two away goals all season, and Wargerim has only scored five, whereas Club Bruges has scored 14. So that's why the two clean sheets don't really affect me as much. I mean, Club Bruges has scored in every away game this season. They scored... Uh, had a 2-1 game against Leuven last week. They had a 1-1 draw against St. Louis Age. So I definitely see – my main concern here is not Club Bruce scoring. I think that will happen. I think they will score two at, at least, possibly even three. But I think the spot of them coming away in a crucial midweek game against Dortmund where they've lost 3-0 and then coming back to play away in Belgium only a couple days later, this is going to be their third game in eight days. So it's a very, very tight schedule. And I think coming back away from home after such a big game midweek is a tough ass to do. And that's why I think I see Usain getting on the score sheet here. 
They scored three goals, at least three goals in their past four home games and at least two in their last five. You know, they scored against some quality opponents. Uh, they had a 2-2 draw against Anderlecht this year. Anderlecht's a very good team, uh, consistently one of the best in Belgium. And at Club Bridge, they just struggle to keep clean sheets. You know, like I said, they've scored in every single away game, but they've also only kept two clean sheets all season away from home. And when you look at the quality of the opponent, like I said, they kept one clean sheet against Wardroom, who sit at 16th in the league, whereas Usten sit 10th. And they also kept a clean sheet against Upen, who sits at 13th in the league. And both of the teams have scored less goals than Usten. And that's, you know, that's why I like the over here. Like, I think it's more of I see Usten getting one or two than I see Club Brews getting like four or five. I think Club Brews will probably win this game, and I'll definitely see them scoring. But like I said, I just think that the value here is really good for an over because I think that Club Bruges coming off that crucial midweek game and then coming back to play uh, kind of what seems like a pointless game in the Belgium League when they're they're already top four, they will probably win the league this year. I believe their focus really isn't on this. And so that's why I like this spot of teams that play midweek and then go play away uh, on the weekend. And so that's why I'm taking the over here. Like I said, Bavada has an over three, minus 120. And so I think I'll probably hit that as my official play. Um, if you're not comfortable with over three, you can probably wait 10 minutes live and get over two and a half at minus 110 or over two and a half, maybe minus 120, minus 130. It just wait maybe 10 minutes live. And so, yeah, like, like I said, I just think Club Bruges, they've had a really hard time keeping clean sheets. They haven't kept a clean sheet since October 4th. So it's been a, it's been a full month since they kept a clean sheet. At the same time, Ustim, they have scored in, they've scored in almost every game this season. And they've scored in every home game this season and have not only scored in two total games, but both of those were away where teams tend to play worse. And, that's why I like the over here. Um, I do think Club Bruges will win. I can see maybe a 3-1, 3-2 Club Bruges win. I definitely see Ustin getting on the score sheet here. You know, they have a significant rest advantage. They last played November 1st, whereas Club Bruges, they played on Halloween and then the 4th, and then they have to go and play another game on the 8th. And so that's why I just think the over here has great value. You know, um, over 3, minus 120 is going to be my official play in Ustin and Club Bruges. So to kind of recap, we've got Everton and Manchester United over 2.75, minus 109. Like I said, I know Bavada has minus 140 if you want to play that instead or if you want to maybe wait live. I'm also playing over in Lazio-Juventus, over 3, minus 105. Once again, like I said, I'm sure that you can probably find some over 2.75s at minus 140-ish somewhere if you're comfortable with the juice and maybe trying to get a half win with three goals. And I'm also playing the Ustin Club Rouge over at minus 3120. And like I said, if you're not comfortable with over three, you can probably wait live, maybe get it my over 2.5 or over 2.75 very early. And so, yeah, like I said, um, I'll probably post this very soon on Twitter at HU underscore Capper. And so, like I said, if you have any comments, suggestions, or just positive feedback or constructive criticism on how to improve the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Uh, this is the first one I've done. So I'm like I said, I'm kind of trying to get in the swing of things. And so, yeah, hopefully have another one next week and hopefully maybe, maybe next week can have a couple more plays. These are just my favorite ones this weekend. Uh, Everton Manchester United on Saturday and Juventus Lazio in Italy and then Club Bruges and Ustin on Belgium, all overs and all of those. So 
Thank you guys very much. Make sure you leave the comments and feedback in the replies, and I'll see you all next week. Take care.